Hello, and welcome to Be Still, Be Free podcast. I'm Tracy Hurst, and I'm here today with Monica Steely. Hi, guys. And I am so excited for today. Um, If you tuned in last week, you were able to hear my testimony, which is a sudden conversion. (laughs) Yes. Big time. Like, whoa, that's pretty shocking. Um, And we talked even before I shared about the power of our testimonies, Mm -hmm. right? How we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I love that your testimony is different and more in the gradual conversion versus sudden like mine, Um, because everybody comes to Christ in different ways. And what I love about yours is that we all come to the place where we need a savior. That's right. Even if we're raised in a Christian yes, home, exactly right. we come to a place when we need him, we're desperate for him. And so I'm I'm excited to hear how the Holy Spirit wooed you mm-hmm. and drew you to him. Um, and I'm believing that as you share this, so many women are going to say, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Knew a lot about God, um, but to really allow him become the Lord of my life. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear from you today. And I know, um, as we talked about before too, that something from heaven is going to come down into the atmosphere as you share your testimony. So take it away, take a deep breath and enjoy, (sighs) enjoy hearing the overcoming wonderful power of God. Well, thank you so much for that. And I will say in prepping for this, it was good for me to be reminded of my own testimony because I think we so often for, can forget the grace and goodness of yeah. God um, just in our salvation story. And it was just, it was a very sweet for me to go back over and to make notes and just to kind of rewalk that road mm-hmm. um, and the intimacy that I had with him and what that meant at the time and just that flooding of emotions. And so mm-hmm. I would say before I even get started, like maybe take some time in your own personal quiet time and journaling time to sit down and go over your own testimony. I love that. Like even if you've never shared it or don't have anyone to share it to necessarily, but just for yourself as a, per- a reminder of mm-hmm. um, your own relationship with Jesus and how far he's brought you and, and what you've walked through together. And yeah. it was just, a, it was a sweet, intimate moment just for us. Um, just to reflect yeah. and remember all that he has done. And you can send your testimony to us if you write it out. Yes, we would absolutely. love to hear it. Oh my gosh. We would, oh, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send it to Monica at bestillbefree.com. Mm-hmm. And then we can, I can share it with Tracy or if maybe we should read, like if people are okay I with us reading it. some Let and we know. can leave it anonymous or just do an initial yeah. or whatever, yeah. but there's power in our testimony. Yeah. We encourage people that God can move in in their life, just as God has moved into yeah. ours. So be bold, you know, yes. be bold, like, yes. Uh, and share your testimony for sure. So send it to us. Let us know. Yeah. And Monica, I'm like chomping at the bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm just making a note because I want to put this on Instagram to ask for that too. Yeah. Um, okay. So I grew up in church. Okay. So my very first memories are of being in church in the small town that I was born in, mm-hmm. um, in the Pacific Northwest. And okay. it was a Pentecostal church. And I would almost say hyper Pentecostal. Okay. Like I remember flags. I want to say my grandmother in a tambourine and I'll fly away, like okay. going on like that sort of uh-huh. environment. Um, it was very much an experiential. Yes. Jesus. Um, so I say hyper Pentecostal just in the sense of relying too much on experience. Mm-hmm. So like if you're not weeping, you're not necessarily experiencing God, mm-hmm. not not balanced out with the word sure. necessarily. 
Um, but experiential was very key for me. So I have extremely vivid memories of receiving Christ at four or five years old. I remember the room. I remember what I was wearing. I remember the house that I lived in at the time. Mm -hmm. I remember praying the prayer and I remember feeling Jesus in that moment. So I know like later I'll talk about when it like all finally kicked in. Yeah. (laughs) But but I do remember that powerful moment of being four or five years old and and accepting Christ. And you felt something. I felt it big time. And I always felt God. Um, Mm. I just, I haven't shared my story a whole lot. So I forget, like, I'm even getting a little nervous just talking. I don't know know why, but. I was too. I get this it. is why I don't speak on a stage because I get like <laughs> shaky and weird about it. Um, so every time the doors were opened, we went to church. Um, I had that experience at four or five. And I always had a strong feeling of the presence of God so much so wow. that when I was in first grade, I was walking to school one day. And I also had a very strong sense of evil mm-hmm. when it was present. Discernment. And Paxson has this too. Mm-hmm. And I was walking to school in first grade and it was raining and I had one of those like clear umbrellas that was like a bubble that comes all the way down. And this car turns down the street and starts driving toward me. And the second the car turned the street, I just felt this heaviness Mm -hmm. of like a spirit just coming on me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, geez. And I got really scared and I was walking alone. Mm -hmm. And um, he goes and he parks around the corner and gets out of his car and starts walking behind me. And I just keep walking and I'm looking straight ahead. And I hear him saying like, hey, little girl, hey, little girl, turn around. And I was like, I got to get to school. I got to get to school. I was very curt and blunt and just the best I could at six or seven. Um, And I finally, he kept kept being persistent. And I finally got so mad. I turned around and I said, I have to go to school. I can't, you know, something. But he was exposing himself to me. But the look on his face was one of absolute, complete shock. His mouth dropped open, and I swear to you in that moment, I had two huge angels flanking me on either side, and that's what he saw. It could have been a neighbor with a shotgun, for all I know in real life. But as a first grader, the way he responded, I felt like there were angels on either side of me. Like, it just gives me, like, I just get, like, all shivery just even thinking about that. But those were the kind of experiences that I felt with the Lord, like, just as a kid. Um, That's so beautiful. It, it was beautiful, but it was also when things like that happen and you're young and you don't understand it, yeah. I was filled with shame and I never told my parents about it. I went to the nurse. I went home sick with a stomach ache, quote unquote. Um, I, th- I mean, I told my mom about it much later as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a moment as a kid, I felt like I had done something wrong yeah. and that I would get in trouble. Sure. Not that anyone ever made me feel like I would, but it's just that's what Satan does with Absolutely. those moments is that shame twists yes. everything. And so I never I never spoke up. And I never told anyone about it. But you are today and you yeah. have, and you have the gift of discernment mm-hmm. to know, to know that. I mean, the minute I saw that car, you knew, I knew, I knew the Holy Spirit was like, <gasps> this is not right. Just keep your head down and just keep going. And then it was that righteous anger of like, quit bugging me. I got to get yes. to school. Well, to use your voice is huge. Yeah. Huge. So, um, and God was there and God he protected was there. you. Thank you, Lord. Um, as I got older, um, church kind of, we shifted, we had moved. So we went to a different church. And so it moved out of Pentecostal. We went to an Assemblies of God church, which is, was still like spirit filled, sure. but was um, more heavily reliant on the word and not, I mean, definitely not like the other church was. Um, and 
I know my mom is a listener. And so I say this with love, but it was a little bit legalistic mm-hmm. in the sense that my parents were trying so hard to do things the right way Absolutely. that they were just got a little tied up in rules and sure. that sort of thing. Um, and so I would quietly rebel in ways that they didn't know about because I was the first child and was straight A student <laughs> and I was a cheerleader in high school and, you know, um, but I would do things that they didn't know about and sneak out. And I was just doing all this stuff as my independent way of rebelling against sure. all of this, like rules and regulations and stuff that we had at the house. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sneaking out, like there's a whole bunch of things my mom just found out about even like five years ago. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I was like, now that I'm almost Sorry, 50, mom. I feel now like you I can can't ground you. me. You can't ground <laughs> me now that I'm 50. Love you, mean it. Um, <laughs> But I always felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit when I was doing things that I shouldn't do. Yeah. It didn't stop me, but I did feel the conviction of it. And that right there means you were sealed with the Holy Spirit when he woos us and convicts us. So he was definitely in you. Yes. And in high school and college, even though I would continue doing things that I shouldn't, Mm -hmm. I would be convicted by the Holy Spirit. And then if it was something I really, really shouldn't have. I would find a church and I would go sit in the very back row off to the side. And it was my way of reconnecting with God. And every single time I felt like I was sitting in God's lap and that he was just wrapping his arms of love around me. Never once felt shame, ashamed, never once felt guilt ridden, never. It literally was just love. He would just be like, Hey, so glad you're here. And just would like, Wrap me up in his arms of love. And that is and, our father. Yeah. That, that is our Jesus. And like, I, I, I came to rely on that so much. Wow. And I, it wasn't me turning from that stuff immediately or even for a while, mm-hmm. but it was knowing this is my safe place. Yes. And I didn't know enough about God at the time. I should have, because I was in church all the time, but I didn't know enough about God to know I could feel this other places. I just knew if I was in church, I would feel it. That, yeah. And I didn't know enough to ask to feel that other places. I right. just, in my naivety and dumb teen years was just like, I, I need to go to church so I can feel okay. Again. But, but what, what's so beautiful is you had that longing and that desire and you always, it's, it's scripture mm-hmm. that our children always come back, right? Yeah. Raise them up and they shall not yes. depart. I mean, that, that's that's scripture over your life. You were raised in church and you knew where to go and you knew that you'd be met by a father who would hold you and love you and not condemn you. Beautiful. Yeah. And Beautiful. I didn't always know that he wouldn't, like, I think there was a part of me that did expect some condemnation or some like what, like finger pointing, mm-hmm. but I never got it. I never got it. I only got love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was so powerful and so sustained me. And mm. when I graduated college, my parents got divorced and um, my dad had been in Atlanta and I had made a spontaneous decision that I'm going to come move to Atlanta. And so I moved here and I was still not really, I, I mean, I could feel God and and feel love from him, but was definitely not walking. And um, things got really chaotic and there was some trauma um, mm. and I started running from it mm-hmm. in different ways, okay. um, but finally reached a point. I mean, I also was like questioning. I started questioning. I started doubting. Sure. Um, some life stuff happened to where like I felt like the rug was pulled out from under me. Mm-hmm. And that really made me question mm-hmm. um, even like where was God in all yeah. of this? Um, well, again, you came to that place where you had to really 
seek this out on your own. Yeah. And you you were desperate and you needed yes. you needed to know he was Lord and yes. Savior. Yes. And it brought me to a point where I started checking out some churches, sure. um, but never fully made a commitment. And then there was a situation that happened that was really, really difficult for me that it was my reaction to it was greater than the mm. situation warranted. And I kind of talked about that when I, when Jana was going to college and how my reaction yes. was greater mm. than what the situation warranted, mm -hmm. but it was the echoes of past things that were not fully healed. Mm -hmm. And it, my reaction was so great in also mm. hurting relationships mm. around me because mm -hmm. of the way I was reacting that there was a, like, I don't, I think it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. I was living in an apartment with a friend of mine and she was at work and I got up and I just knelt by the side of my bed and got on my knees and was just like, I don't know what else to do anymore. It has to just be you. And, um, like I finally was at the end of myself. Um, I was like, and you did it in your bedroom rather than going to the back pew. I didn't even put that together. Yes. I which, did it. Which yes. meant he could be in your home too. Yes. <gasps> I didn't. That's, that's just, amazing. I didn't even tie. I've never tied that together. I just yeah. Love I was it. like, I can, I just right here, right now in right my bedroom. Here, right now. With my sea glass green walls and my Sa white comforter. Saved it four or five, but in this moment. Yeah. Something real happened. Yes. And that was like literally, it was, it was the same feeling that you kind of had. Like I felt the oppression leave yeah. and I felt the heaviness leave. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is my um, altar stones of altar moment. of love like, it. This is where I branch off and things are going to be different now. Like, and it was the moment where like mm. my faith became my faith yes. and it was no longer my parents' faith. Yes. And my walk was my walk. And not just because we went to yeah. churches when I was a yeah. kid. Um, and I finally, I, I ended up at Mount Perrin Church, which I think I've talked about before because a co-worker, that's how we met because <laughs> a co-worker had been, um, a co-worker was in the choir there and she kept telling me to go. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I finally went, but I would only go on Sunday nights because that was safer. <laughs> I don't why? know why. Because <laughs> not as many people went on Sunday nights. Okay. Like Sunday morning was felt to that me makes like sense. Okay. everybody goes on, especially in the Bible Belt. Everybody goes on Sunday mornings, but Sunday night felt just a little looser, a little more casual, a little more casual. And I would go and I would sit in the back row. And the mm -hmm. first time that I went, I can remember my roommate just being shocked because she was huh. like, "We're gonna go like carve pumpkins and blah blah blah." And I was like, "I'm going to church," and it was like record scratch. Like, er, what? <laughs> what are you doing? I was like, "Who are you?" Like, go to church. So I went and I sat in the back row wow. and I wept and I would go week after week and think that my tears were emptied mm. and they weren't. And I'd have to run to the ladies room and get scratchy brown paper towels to like wipe my face. And that's probably where all my wrinkles started was wiping my face with not Kleenex. <laughs> Listen, have Kleenex, not parent. Please. Yeah, save your face. <laughs> SPF and Kleenex. <laughs> But I mean, it was six months of showing up and sitting in the back row and just healing, weeping, weeping every, every time. And it was just, it was the same feeling of God welcoming me back, but it was also being in a church that at least at the time for me was such a balance of experience mm -hmm. and knowledge yeah. and just a perfect partnership of yeah. the two. And I, that's where I got rooted and that's where I got grounded mm -hmm. in, in the word. And that's mm -hmm. where my faith took root beyond what I felt and where I learned that I don't have to cry to know that Jesus is working in my life. Like it just, it was, it was a beautiful place of healing for me. And I finally reached a point where I was ready to try a Sunday morning. And then I was to the place where I was finally ready to try the singles group. Woo! 
And then like that just kind of everything kicked off from there. And that's where I met you and my friends, Kimberly and Julie and Catherine. And I met Greg and we got married and I had Jaina and I worked on staff. And I mean, literally everything was just a huge upside down shift and placed me on a new path. And And it all started by kneeling beside your bed. Mm -hmm. Because God was always safe to me. He always proved himself to be safe to me. And it just... The the takeaways that I have for that, and I share this at Sarah's um, mom's group, um, just in talking about prayer for like some kids who maybe have strayed a little bit, mm-hmm. was that it was Jesus that wooed me back to himself. It was it was only Jesus. Absolutely. It was not what my parents were telling me. It was not what friends were telling me. It was not what the no external pressures mm-hmm. or words. It was literally Jesus and God's love directly that wooed me back. And, um, I just think when we don't know, not that when we don't know, most of the time we don't know what God is doing in the lives of our kids. We don't know what he's saying to them. We don't know how he's moving in their hearts. They could still run Mm -hmm. because I ran. Um, but we just, we just don't know what he's doing. And the, I mean, the outpouring of his love in our lives is so strong. It can bring a child back. Amen. And so I just wanted that to be a hope to somebody absolutely, um, in their lives. Yeah. You raise up a child in the way that he or she should go and they will not depart. There will be a a return Mm -hmm. because like you said, beautifully, you knew he was a safe leader. Yeah. You knew it. Yeah. He just always was. And then, um, the other thing too, is that you can grow up in church and be surrounded by truth, but still have to walk your own road to faith. And I see so many parents fearful of choices that their kids are making to the point that they become so controlling and it's out of a desire. It's out of a good intention. Like, right. just like my parents, it was out of a good intention to protect me and keep me on a path that I need, that they wanted me to stay on. But at the same time, like there has to be a wrestling through it for it to become their own. And, and I've seen that in my kids. I'm sure I'm going to continue to see that. And I'm trying so hard to remain in a place where I have to trust God has their hand on them and I've done everything that I can do and I will keep praying, but it's a natural part of it. Because if I had not wrestled through all of that on my own, I would still be coasting along on a faith that was never mine to begin with. That's right. And then when the storms of life come, mm-hmm. what am I rooted to? There's absolutely no foundation. That's right. And there has been several storms in my life since then. By no means is it easy when you choose no. a life of walking with Jesus, but I have never once questioned where my faith is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never once questioned where God is in the middle of it. Like, it's just so natural to me to trust God. It's like breathing, but it only came through a shaking of the foundation yeah. and a wrestling through it and a doubting and a, and a, permanent hip out of place like Jacob because I wrestled. Um, and so I just, I just want to encourage parents. If you have a child that's like that, continue to pray, get on your knees and pray for them. But at some point you have to loosen your grip and let God do what he's going to do. Trust God. Yeah. I mean, I love what you said that in, in gradual, you know, conversion into salvation, there comes a time when you move from your parents' faith to your own Mm -hmm. and and to let, let them wrestle through that and struggle through that. And, yeah. and 
we right in that moment we can have tremendous fear mm -hmm. or we can have tremendous faith yeah. in the Holy Spirit's power to woo us, to convict us, to bring us back, right? And just the power of the scriptures that they will return, right? Yes. All of those things. But in our humanity and, and in parenting, there is parenting in the Holy Spirit, but man, they don't, we, we're not taught how to do that. Right. We're That's taught, true. we're taught to control. We're taught to have rules. We're taught, you know, to keep things tight fisted and yet it breeds rebellion. Law mm -hmm. breeds rebellion where grace right. breeds freedom. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I've tried to do with the kids is not just have rules for the sake of rules, but to explain why the rules are what they are and mm -hmm. to like give a context for like, Hey, mm -hmm. like here's why the Bible says not to do these things. So you don't have to carry the burden of guilt and of shame and of like your humanity is not made to carry that stuff. Yeah. And so this rule is to help keep you yeah. from even being burdened with that to begin with and yeah. helping them understand there is more freedom in, in it Absolutely. than there is not. Yes. And yes. I did not know that. And and like I said, I understand now as an adult and especially as a parent, I understand mm -hmm. where all that came from. Mm -hmm. I hold no grudges or ill will toward my parents. They were doing the best. They, and they were so young, like 19 and 24 oh, when they Lord. got married they and had me. Babies they were babies. They had a baby. So they were growing up just like I was, Absolutely. you know, but um, to, to be on this side of it and to be like, wow, like understanding why really makes a big difference mm -hmm. and, and understanding the heart of God behind all of those things makes a really big difference too. Yeah. And yet to be so grateful that at four or five, you had that encounter and that encounter is why you were able to kneel at your bed many years later, like that that kneeling wouldn't have happened without the experience you had at four mm -hmm. or five, right? And that's yeah. where we can say, Jesus, you were in it all. You were through yes. it all um, and using it all for yeah. good. Yeah, because there's there are some people that feel like when kids are accepting Christ in, you know, elementary school church and stuff that, you know, does that does that stick? Does it it's take? Real. It's but, real. I mean, from my own it's personal real. experience, I can tell you, like yeah. in the moment, like that is a very real thing. Yes. Um, but I think, I think the difference is when we get saved, it's a ticket to heaven. But then when, when we allow the sanctification yes. and that choice of him being Lord, that's when it goes to like the abundant gifts while yes. here on earth, right? Absolutely. Ticket versus living in the abundance that Jesus died for. It's yes. So it's so different because yeah, well, you, you have a ticket to heaven at four or five, but when you knelt at that bed and said, you basically said, be Lord, Absolutely. be Lord, and you began to move and make changes and choices to honor him. And then look at the glory. You met your husband. You have a beautiful family. Like you just see the glory of God. And yet he wooed you and he gave you the freedom to wrestle and struggle and choose. He, the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is a gentleman yeah, and he never forces himself upon us. And so you came to the place where you on your own chose for him to be Lord. And man, was he right there going, yes, finally. <laughs> yes. Well, he, but, but isn't that just a beautiful picture? I love what you said that every time you went in that back pew, it's as if you sat in the lap of Jesus. And I want our viewers and listeners to really hear that. That whenever you run to God, that is who you're going to find. Yes. Someone who yes. loves you. You will not 
be beaten. You will not be scolded or condemned. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So I love that message right there. And anyone who may be running right now, anyone who may be pulling away, as soon as you run to the Father, all you're going to find is love. Well, and speaking of that, I had not planned to share this, but, um, and I may have years ago, I don't remember, but later on before, well, before I met Greg and got married, like I was single for several years at the church. And there was a moment where, um, I had a mountaintop Holy spirit experience and then immediately was, had some spiritual warfare and some attack. And I kind of saw it coming and I, and I knew the moments that it was taking place and I still kind of willingly jumped in head first and it became a very big pit. Okay. Um, it was very much that Psalm scripture about muck and mire. And, um, it, I mean, it went on for a couple months and, um, gosh, I felt so much shame in the middle of it, especially after the experiences that I had had with God and what he had done for me, um, up to that point, just, I felt so much shame about it. And I worked really, really hard in my flesh to turn the ship around. And I was really struggling. Um, And I got to the point where I was like withdrawing from church and withdrawing from people. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember meeting with um, Kimberly. My roommate at the time was buying a car. And the guy that was selling her the car was like a part-time pastor of a super small church. And so she was like, hey, come, I'm getting the car today. Come with me and we'll have lunch. And we went and had lunch. Um. And the, in the middle of like my club sandwich and French fries, he turns to me and he goes, when are you going to quit running? And when are you going to get it figured out? Cause God has plans. And like, I just spontaneously wow. burst into tears. And, um, when I finally, when I finally received the hand from God, like he was so close to me in that pit. Yeah. He, I felt him. Mm-hmm. I felt his presence closer mm-hmm. than I had ever felt it in my life. Mm-hmm. And I felt his eyes of compassion. I never felt condemnation. Awesome. I never felt shame. I felt enough shame for all of us. But he literally was just waiting for me to take waiting. his hand and to pull to he pull me out. He understood. He knew. And the second that I accepted that helping hand, like mm-hmm. life flipped. And Whew. it just was a like fast forward of a million things that happened all at, all at once. And he was just like, okay, finally, like, because the show has to get going. I got yeah, stuff for you I've to got do. Plans. I've got amazing things to unfold. But in all of this, like even in my high school and college years rebellion, like I don't like it. That was one thing. And I'm like, yeah, that was probably like, you know, a soft, like a very sophomoric mm-hmm. version of stuff I was doing. This other situation was a very serious thing um, to, for me. Right. And um, and yet, to still feel no condemnation right. from Jesus. Yeah. That nothing separates us from his mm-hmm. love, right? That he, Psalm 107 is a scripture I think of for you. And it, it talks about how um, even, even the wicked and you weren't, but the wicked. And, and when we do turn from him, it says, as soon as they cry out to God, he breaks the bars of iron. Yes. He breaks the chains, yes. right? And so he's just waiting. And because again, scripture, he knew you were coming back. Because your your parents raised you mm-hmm. in to, to love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So they you you were in that and and he knew you were coming back. It was just he was waiting expectantly. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. And just gosh, I mean, and I have there's more 
Mm-hmm. more stories of just, I mean, we all have, sometimes when people are like, what's your testimony? I'm oh, like, no, well, which one? Because me I've too. got a lot of different me too. segments and layers and all of that. But the my main one is just the love of God never fails never and it fails. never stops. Never. It never ceases. It is just an ongoing, mm-hmm. overwhelming, immense, mm-hmm. reckless love. Mm-hmm. And no matter what we feel like we deserve, um, it's there. Yeah. And so it's, he's literally just like, I'm, I'm right here waiting. My arms are open. When are you going to turn to me? That's right. So I love that. And I, I pray that those who have heard your testimony will just know that's all he wants to do is hold them yeah, and comfort too. them and meet them right where they are. Remember Jesus became flesh. He understands yeah. humanity. That's why he came to you know, let us know about the father, right. And then the release of the Holy spirit. So he, he, he felt what we, what you felt, right. Yeah. And what I feel. And so, yeah, he's so gracious to come alongside and, um, I love your testimony. Well, Thank I you for sharing too. it. Yeah. It's just, it's, they're it's different, neat that they're good. very different, but they're very, um, God is the same yeah. in it, Yeah, but everyone's everyone's testimony has uniqueness to it but i love that ours are almost so flip-flops i love it too but we both still needed a savior we both needed a savior wasn't raised me wasn't raised in church you know uh, blamed him i literally would pray to jesus one moment and the devil the next i mean mm-hmm. just being real honest you know i just wanted any help i could possibly get yeah. right um but love that your the scripture was so true for you you got saved young and you and you would not depart from it. You would return back. And then Jesus just radically, I basically had like a, you know, a, a Apostle Paul moment where yeah. it's just scales uh, dropped, totally scales dropped. It's, it's all right, let's do this or yeah. not. And then radical. I mean, I, I yeah. identify with Paul that I, Damascus road for radical. sure. Radical. I mean, I'm a little much for people, but I mean, when you're around me, you're going to hear about Jesus. Like it's just who I am. Absolutely. I cannot not talk about him. Um, cause when someone rescues your life, you just can't help but talk about them every day. That's right. Every day. Yeah. Well, I praise God for what he's done. And I hope, I hope everyone is encouraged and, and remember testimony comes from the Hebrew root. Do it again. Do it again. Lord. Do it again. So do it again for you. Do it again for your loved ones, your family, your friends that you're praying for. Um, what a joy to be with you today. Uh, Monica, you thank too. you again for sharing. Absolutely. And, and we, when Sarah comes back, we're going to have to get her yes, to share hers too. Yes. Yes, for sure. And tune in next week because we're going to be sharing some behind the scenes of what what God is speaking to us in our quiet times. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's Assuming we have quiet times. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Every day. I can't. You know, I, I wish I was a woman that I didn't have to spend time with Jesus every day. Sometimes I envy that. And yet I recognize it's a gift that I'm desperate for him. It's oh my a, gosh. It's, it's a gift. Humbling. That, that I, have, I have to be with him. And it looks different. It's not always the Bible here and my prayer journal here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's worship. Sometimes it's audio devotion. Sometimes it's strictly scripture. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter, but it's just giving time to receive from yeah. Jesus. Um, and he fills us. Yeah. He fills us. Yeah. So, so yeah. come back next week. We're going to share a little bit about that. And again, 
be sure to email email Monica yeah. at bestillbefree.com with your testimony. Put a little note if, you, if it's okay that we read some of these on one of That'd our future fun. episodes. That would be awesome. And just encouraging for everyone yeah. to hear from multiple voices about what God has done in their lives. And we will see you guys, or you'll hear from us at least, right. next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.